Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. You want to leave the banner up? What do you think? I'll take it down. I don't know where it is. It's in your banner. <laughs> I, I don't see it. Um, it's gone now. <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's uh, welcome to the deep dive, of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, we are, uh, of course, at uh, halftime, uh, third quarter, getting started here for um, the final of the wild card games. Um, but we want to kind of do uh, our, our typical uh, service where we talk about the games in a little bit more detail that we just saw. Uh, break down any handicapping angles, notable injuries, um, the thoughts on coaching decisions, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then kind of get right into the opening lines because we do have three of the four games up and there is action yeah. in these markets. Uh, not a ton, <laughs> but people are making bets uh, and they'd like to provide some commentary on those bets. So without further ado, do you want to start with the uh, in order uh, Houston Texans defeating the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, and I mean, we did talk a little bit on the uh, previous halftime shows as we've been doing these every evening for Super Wild Card Weekend, but it was just kind of the, oh, shit, uh, Stroud is not phased at all by this situation. Demeco is not phased. Bobby's in his bag, and, you know, when Flacco throws a, an arm punt interception in a game they're leading, it's one thing when he throws, you know, Several interceptions that are very, very meaningful otherwise. Um, game's going to end up like this. It was always going to be a little bit of maybe a little bit of variance on the arm of Joe Flacco like that. And other than that, yeah, the, the Houston Texans probably have the offense to hang with, you know. Yeah. The, the, you know, basically, I don't know anyone who's left, I suppose. Yeah. Defense uh, was optional. Noah, they put Noah Brown on the, on the IR, but. I mean, they've, they've been running through wide receivers. They've been missing guys up and down. And honestly, except for the games that <clears throat> CJ was actually out, they, they've kind of had guys just next man up at wide receiver and, and pass rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Defense was uh, optional in the first half of this game. Uh, and uh, you could kind of point to the two defensive touchdowns and be like, well, it wasn't as bad as the score. Well, you know, the Texans were 8.1 yards per play and the Browns were 4.6. Uh, this was yeah. a beating. It was not a beat down necessarily, but it was an impressive, um, you know, it was an impressive uh, performance from the Cleveland Browns offense. I'm assuming for the Houston Texans offense, the Browns defense not traveling was something that was bantied about in the lead run up to this game. Uh, the Browns defense being worse over the second half of the season. The first half of the season was definitely noteworthy. Uh, and they were just def kind of in general lacking in the splash plays. Some of that was certainly the fact that the Texans offensive line did their job effectively. Larry Mutensel went down. Did he come back in the game? Is he going to be okay? He's always a little banged up. And, okay. and honestly, we're not going to get good news on him till like Friday anyway, probably. He's always missing at least, you know, one or two practices a week. Our, our Eagles are not starting off so hot right now. No, that was we'll try to avoid watching that game altogether. Um, there was uh, Denzel Perryman left the game. Um, it was a rib injury. They're saying it's not 
serious he is expected to return for the divisional round. I don't know if I'm really going to want to go over injuries for the losing teams. They really don't matter. No, like, no, no, Joel, no. Joel Batonio does not matter in the divisional round, but no. Perriman was dang, binged up. Uh, Anderson exited the game you know, a couple times, but he's been doing that every game for about a month now. He'll be back for his you know, 15 snaps next week. Uh, and then I think probably the same with Tunsil. You'll you won't find out a lot during the the you know the the week's practices because it'll be like, well, Tunsil sat out because it's Tuesday or Wednesday, and, and he's yeah. just he's not ever going to play these because he's he's been banged up all year. I would expect he's one of those where hey, he's questionable, but he's playing. He's our tackle. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> before Flacco Im- immolated in the second half of the game, I thought he played pretty well in the first half, even though there were a bunch of Browns that got you know, that were getting popped. Um, like, uh, Amari Cooper had a, an injury that looked like it impacted him early in the game. Uh, I will say the silliest part play of the game was, uh, was when, uh, Flacco got hit in the head. Uh, and then the defender promptly did a, uh, break dancing move, uh, on his back. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it was like, uh, it was a wow play, but at the same time, it was probably an illegal hit that didn't get called. The refs were very, very, Texans friendly, it felt like to a degree. Yeah, that Njoku um, um, on the right sideline yeah. where he was hit before the ball got there. Yeah. That one felt pretty that one rough. felt wrong. Yeah. And they, there was a the overarching theme I thought of the uh, refs was a little bit of like swallow the whistle. Like a little bit of just, you know, hey guys, let's let's call this let's chill. Let's chill on the old ref show. Um and particularly for the home teams <laughs> in a couple of instances, I thought. Um, so we'll see if teams lean into well, we're, they're gonna let us get away with more. Uh, and if that kind of impacts the way that defenses are coached, particularly, I think would be uh kind of important to follow for the next round. Um the um uh final thoughts in this game are um thank god for cj stroud being good uh if we had had another class of like three four quarterbacks drafted and we didn't have one of them show us something special it was going to be a bummer and the fact that he's already where he is and his progression is just awesome um and hilarious that uh everyone who's getting credit in houston is getting credit for it when it you know we know kind of some of this behind the scenes about that decision that yeah. to take <clears throat> I, and i think i think we might have something in richardson as well and Dude, that's like you know, sixth drop by the Bucks so far. Uh, yeah, right, seven. Yeah. That's seven. Yeah. Actually, that, that was number seven. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Had, yeah, I think they have six in the first half. But um, oh shit. No, Richardson might be something. And I mean, your your point is very well. Um, kind of, you're not the only one to say it. You're not the only one to think it. I've been kind of ruminating that all weekend. Like, I'm, I'm happy. This is weird to say this to a younger Andy who was a big Vikings fan. But like, <laughs> I'm happy that Jordan Love is good too. It's yeah. annoying that has to be for like Bears, Vikings, Lions fans, like 40 straight years of having a good quarterback in Green Bay. But um, like it, it is nice that some of these younger quarterbacks are playing well. Yes. That's just, it's it's good for the league to have good quarterback plays. Yeah. We've and know, it, like, some some of those matchups down the down the you know, week yeah. 10, week 12, where we were just absolutely lampooning the quarterback matchups. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to have, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, the Jets. Oh God, who was the Jets backup that went in that one week before they. Oh, uh, not Simeon, uh, the other guy. Yeah. Well, there might have been yeah. Simeon too. No, there, 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 was, there was another guy after. They went to another guy after Zach Wilson before Simeon. Yeah. And he was terrible. But like Clayton Tune with the, you know, yeah. with the Cardinals. Like, yeah, I think he was yeah, yeah, so. He was bad. All right. So, yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, we're in a good state. And it's very, very Tim thankful. Boyle. 
Tim Boyle. Thank you. Good yeah, call. Tim Boyle. Good Tim call. Boyle playing Good games. Call. Rough. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, no material upgrading or downgrading of Houston. Although, if you had questions about again the playoff fortitude of Mr. CJ Stroud, those have been answered with a rousing. Oh, you know what? Actually, one more observation. Bobby Slook learned a little bit from that Colts game. I think a so. Aggressive. Does he a little he, more pass first? A little more? A uh, little more? A little, little take the we're gonna take the uh, take the governor off here. We're gonna take. The I'd like I'd like to bit. give him yeah I'd like to give him credit and I you know right off the top I said that the Sloic, Demeco, CJ we didn't seem scared but out of all those the guy who needed to make an adjustment probably was the play caller and yeah we saw way too many wasted downs against the Colts where they were running where clearly the running game wasn't working and they got way more aggressive and i mean it obviously the the turnovers were huge but man it worked it worked so hat yeah. tip bobby slowick you were in your back yeah. if you have uh houston futures at you at, at preposterously large numbers i think you realistically need one more win and then you can yeah, take you gotta ride it for another game. even 101 afc is not it's not it's, you you need one more win um because they're going to be again like probably eight or nine point dogs in the AFC Championship game, and so you can do the math pretty obviously what the money line price is now, what it's going to be in the AFC Championship game, and uh, kind of figure out the right way to hedge that. But by all means, if it's uh, if it's a big number, uh, consider how how you're going to approach it. Um, the nightcap on uh, Saturday was a little bit of a bust because Miami decided not to come to the. Oh, they did play. They Miami did show up. They they um, did they did come. You know it, it is cool. uh is is this is it crazy but like seven points kind of a flattering total for how they played in that game i know it was one big play to tyree kill yeah, and i mean it, was it wasn't even covered, a good but... play it was a bad it was an underthrow. <laughs> yeah i mean tyreek did most of the work there no there are some good players and they made some good plays for miami Tua was not one of them um I mean, just the the way he played, they were never going to be in that game. The overthrow and the interception, yeah. and like I said, even the touchdown pass, like his touch was completely off. I don't know if it was the cold or an injury he's been carrying, or the, you know, this was his first real playoff game. I mean, this was a it's a tough place to play in the weather, and he looked lost at times. Yeah, his, his I mean, his accuracy was garbage. His decision making was garbage. His, you know, I don't know, pocket presence. If you yeah, truly, that was it. Was the quintessential? It was the quintessential first playoff game stinker. Honestly, yeah, like it had all those. It had all of those check marks. The pr- fact that it happened after a not so superlative second half, you know, end of the season for him is 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 worth kind of paying attention to. Ooh, bad penalty on uh, that. Was, yeah, you gotta call that. I guess you gotta call it, but it kind of felt like. Yeah, it's helmet to helmet. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the um, uh, so the uh, the general kind of Mahomes being a little, a little out of you know, a little, you know, a little rusty himself, but no, very good on the ground. Uh, scrambled when he needed to. We had some really, uh, you know, really outstanding, um, uh, you know, kind of high leverage moments in the first half to get them the lead and then put the game away pretty comfortably. They could have scored into the 30s if they had been a little bit more sharp, I guess. But in those conditions, congratulations for doing what you did. That, I'm, I know, but that's that has been their MO now. So I was looking at the the Raiders and Cincinnati games. Sure. Which which one of them they actually lost. When they went down in the second quarter of those games, they had 14 drives combined between those games. One of them ended up in the end zone. Yeah. 
Like yeah. they have really, really struggled to finish drives. And granted, yes, this is a win, and the the game state was not putting them in a spot where they needed to, you know, continue to pound it into the end zone. But I mean, there was an awful lot of drives. It's like, why? Why is this how we're ending this drive? Why are we yeah. kicking another field goal? You're probably yeah. a little bit better than this, and yeah. that worries me against, uh, you know, a better team because sure. they did. Outside of Rice and obviously Kelsey, there were some issues. Yeah, no, they were not. I mean, you know, the the, the offense certainly was not especially sharp. Uh, Pacheco uh, was pretty decent on the ground, I thought, when they needed him to yeah. be, and you know, that, that's fine. Helped them put away the game. Uh, they were one of one on fourth down, pretty efficient on third down. The Dolphins one of twelve on first down, three of six. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, they only end up with seven points despite converting three fourth downs, um, four point five yards per play for. Dolphins is pathetic for by their standards. Five point five for the Chiefs is nothing to write home about. Uh, weather conditions being as weird as they were, I'm sure. Yeah, that was a factor. But I, I guess hat tip to the Dolphins defense for going out with a, at least a little bit of fight and not just a, a whimper, which they could have considering how injured they were. Um, my favorite play of the game was the one where Mahomes was scrambling and Pacheco saw it coming. I think it was yeah, Pacheco, and he, and and he, he just started sprinting. Just, he he saw zone. his he saw his guy coverage guy was trailing and was beat and was freaking out. So he was panicking and running after Pacheco. Oh, so God. rather than just like stop and block, do like a you know like a you know a useless blocking play, he literally created negative space for Mahomes to run into, which was super yeah. cool. It was funny watching that guy turn around and realize what was happening. Because, you know, it, it's easy for us to see. But when he turns around and realizes, like, I've been sprinting the wrong way for, like, you know, a full three seconds here. This is bad. I did. Yeah. yeah. Somebody somebody pointed that out on Twitter. I really did enjoy that. Yeah. Um, uh, inj- injury-wise, Derek Nadi. Na- na- I don't know how to say this guy's last name. No, no, no. Not going to work here uh, anymore. <laughs> he did have a – it's N-N-A-D-I. Uh, I don't know. Nadi. He had a, an elbow injury, exited the game, ruled out pretty quickly, I think. We'll see on him. Uh, Rice Rice was banged up at one point, but he did come back into the game. Maybe just something to monitor. I'm not yeah, sure. That's, uh, yeah, because he matters a lot. I mean, he's clearly he, your he best. He's, clearly, he's better. He's a more important pass catcher right now than Travis Kelsey. Is that sacrilegious to say out loud? Mm, I think Kelsey draws enough coverage where he's still important, okay. even if he's not at the top of his game. But Rice has set himself as like, hey, I'm better than everyone. Yeah. And it was a low bar. <laughs> but but uh, no, he's he's been good. Tony yeah. Tony did not play. He was ruled out pregame. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. See, which is so you got to see you got to see MVS drop a pass instead of Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're the same person. Um, all right. <clears throat> Sunday morning. We did not have football. What'd you do with your time off on a Sunday morning? Get a little uh, little chores done around the house. Do a little gardening. <laughs> it did so. Um, well, you shoveled some snow. You said shoveled snow, but also the wife wants to hang. I have some antique cast iron pans that I I love. Ooh. Used to have them hung on the on the uh, wall, but now we replaced that wall and it's sheetrock. It's harder to hang it there. Sure. Um. So I took some repurposed wood. Real nice old wood, pallet wood. Yeah. And I uh, created a nice wall 
thing. I'll take a picture when it's all yeah. done. I'm waiting. We're waiting for my blacksmith to finish the hooks. We ordered these oh, nice hooks it. from a blacksmith. Okay. That's what I did besides the snow. But yeah, it was weird okay. not having the, the noon start. Yeah. So we finally get football. Um, I was waiting all day for Sunday afternoon, America's game of the week. Um, great. Fox's coverage, by the way, was outstanding. Uh, Greg Olson. Awesome. Greg Olson is He's my flat favorite. Out awesome. Hey, can, uh, quick timeout on, yes. on announcer stuff here. Can, yes. Think of a think of a rookie that had a a really good um, rookie year and yeah. then just never did shit for the rest of his career. <laughs> you know, it, plenty it could of be, examples of that. It could be an injury. Ben you know, Simmons, be like yeah. RG three. Oh, yeah, RG three. Great call. Yeah. RG three. That's what sure. Romo is. Romo was so good. And almost like too, it was annoying how many people were talking about how good he was, and he is <laughs> flat out fucking awful now. Like he's one of my, he is that. one of yeah, my least favorite announcers now. What yeah. happened? I don't what happened? know. He was so I don't good. Understand um, it. I think he yeah, cares Greg, more about golf and less about preparation. I have, who knows? Greg, Greg no Olson. Idea. Yes, you're right. Greg Olson was great, and yeah, the excellent Sunday. Oh, they're showing the replay of Baker Mayfield doing the. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it, guys. There's other fun stuff you can do. Sure. Anyway, um, so waiting all day for the game to start, my biggest position of the week by a margin was Green Bay. I needed them to stay inside seven and a half badly. Uh, not badly, but it's like I'm not betting a lot on these on these uh, uh, you know playoff games. These markets are tight, but I did have a decent stake um, on Packers seven and a half as well as money line. And uh, the first four scores of the game for the Packers was literally the call me Abraham Lincoln. What? What? When you when you get four scores in a row? Oh, that's the Abe four scores since. That's good. Four scores. I've never heard that. I never heard that. I just made that up, Drew. Oh, (laughs) four scores. It's it's Uh, because no one's ever said it. I've never heard it before. That's excellent. That was that game got out Um, of hand in our. No, it was. The first four scores were the uh, the Jim, uh, now Vince, the Vince McMahon meme. You know where he's oh, like, it, it was just, it was like, yeah, yes, another one, another one. Like it was, it was just, I, and I feel for Cowboys fans, I feel for Cowboys future soldiers. I'm sorry that I'm gloating on you know this particular, uh, you know this particular outcome, but boy, oh boy, Suck was it, it Rob. Fun. To be on the other side, it was incredible, and uh, the you know the the, the the um the touchdown the Cowboys scored heading into halftime was uh, obviously like I'm, I, I wasn't like kind of like hmm should I be concerned like twenty point margin at halftime with the Cowboys getting the ball first you're just like okay just get a couple more stops and, and we're, we, you know this this might get sweaty we'll see um, the decision by uh, the decision by uh, McCarthy to kick the field goal. Instead of going four and fourth and ten, it was an interesting one, um, and it got into a bunch of analytical discussions with some smart people online about this. And like, I don't know that I have my entire kind of philosophy on this fleshed out, and I definitely don't have the math answer yet because I don't exactly know how to weigh in the opportunity cost of not going for it and what that could have got. What you know, like that, yeah. how much, how important that is at that stage of the game to get yourself closer to a neutral game state. Um, but I'm just not interested in picking up plus, you know, two, three percent win probability bump, even if it's the right thing to do analytically with every model we've got that says, you know, hey, your likely your likelihood of getting that fourth and ten is so low that 
you know, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. Like just take the field goal and, and kind of push the, you know, keep, keep, keep the game in, in somewhat of, uh, uh, you know, still a huge negative win probability for you or, you know, still low probability, I guess. So I, I don't like in an elimination game, not kind of, you're, you're going to need some crazy shit to happen anyway, to come back at that point, you're going to need some low probability stuff to happen anyway. So you might as well kind of go for the ones that really like cut into the margin big time, right? Like the Cowboys were at 13%. If they convert that fourth and 10, they jump to 20, right? You just made and up I, almost just, 50% of the, you know, you made up a, a, a you know, a, a, like, a, you know, 30 something percent of what you need to get back to a 50, 50 game. And so it's like that, that makes sense to need, to, you, yeah. need you know, you should be going for it there. And it's it just coaches do it. don't think that way though. Coaches don't think in, in, you know the uh, how much risk they should be putting towards a game. You know it's different than a, a week eight game. Like there, the it is, it is sure. the bell curve because it's like, sure. hey, this is a preseason game that means nothing. This is a postseason game that means everything. Those are the ones where you should be getting risky as fuck because it, sure. it absolutely doesn't matter, and you should try out some stuff or it matters the most. And you can't play middle middle of the road doesn't usually work in spots like that. So I hated yeah. it. I did yeah. like that they were getting points. I had their I, I had their team total. I needed any points I could get. They ended up getting there in the back door. But uh, no, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a tough hang all across. Like we didn't see basically like all three phases where hey this isn't working. Love's dicing the defense a little. Gilmore is mm-hmm. getting lost on some of these routes. Um, we're, sure. you know, we're struggling to, you know, basically stop anything that this young first year quarterback is doing with our, you know, highly touted defensive coordinator that's taking head coaching, you know, interviews at this point, McCarthy's game plan stunk for, you know, most of the first half, obviously. And then Dak made some mistakes and that, uh, that's the nail in the coffin, man. Okay. So theory on the Dallas defense was the, they were the star of the show in terms of the shit show. Uh, and I I guess theory on why the, uh, the defense was such an, such a uh, phenomenal disappointment at home in that spot. Too reliant on splash plays too reliant on, I mean, they they were, I mean, it it was, it's kind of been their thing for a few years and obviously, you know, without digs for most of the year, it, they did take a step back of their potential or what they were even early. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a twenty-yard sack. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, buddy! Um, you have an over. Second half over. Been over in this game, like consult a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's not. It's it's getting weird in a hurry here. But no, and yeah. I guess, I guess I don't want to. I did just rip on Dan Quinn, and some of the coverages were a little suspect. But uh, I don't know. It, it feels like more people are going negative and ripping on McCarthy and Dan Quinn that want to get positive and give Lafleur and his staff any credit. Because I think if you go back and watch that game and I haven't had a chance yet, it just felt like, you know, when I was watching clips here and there, it was good routes, good concepts, good plays that were getting their guys open. It wasn't all just, you know, Dallas sucks. Sure. I think, I think there's, there's this, there's this need from everyone who, you know, isn't a Dallas fan yeah. get on Dallas. And yeah. I, I think we should give McCarthy and, you know, this was, and it's crazy too. If these receivers are good, they're all just like, 
they have like what six receivers under rookie contracts if yes. you count the two tight ends. Yeah. It's it's a very yeah. young, cheap wide yeah. receiver room. You can you yeah. can build everywhere else. Yeah, I think ultimately the Cowboys were pretty weak at the linebacker level. And it felt like um, you know, it felt like Matt LaFleur correctly identified that and just put those guys in hell. And there they were playing a lot of a lot of dime, a lot of uh you know, smaller sets. Uh the the blocking got to the second line a lot, and then it was Aaron Jones just left to do whatever he wanted to do. Um, I do think that uh, I give Mike, uh, Matt LaFleur a m- mountain of credit for being on the other side of the bell curve in terms of like, hey, um, you know, it, it, y- you don't have to continue to try to be aggressive once you have a lead like that in a game like that. But if you choose to, if you choose to, you can literally like you can make the Dallas win probability zero instead of like 10. Five, right? Yeah, like like it was like nine percent when Aaron Jones scored the the uh, the touchdown that put him up, uh, you know, twenty. I guess it would have been twenty four points. Uh, and it was like, but he kept his foot on the gas, which was a huge breath of fresh air because so many coaches just elect to shorten the game at that point instead of like being like, look, man, like this Cowboys team is good. We've seen him score forty points a couple times this year. Let's get to forty ourselves. We can do it. Where <laughs> our plays are working today. Let's just keep keep going with the good plays. Uh, and I thought that was uh, that was pretty refreshing. And uh, you know who I didn't you know who I didn't miss in this game, Andy? AJ Dillon. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> like can, did not miss him. He can retire. Um, he had a couple nice games down the stretch. We should. I'm trying to be positive today. Okay. And okay. I, I do I do want to point out a little thing about you know what what's better than being 99% to win a game being 100% because you yes. just never you never know like things happen even even just within the last couple of years think about the Vikings Bills game think about the Vikings Colts game think about you know I mean 28 to 3 think of I mean things bad things can happen when you, you take your foot off the gas it's like do you I think it was in the U remember the U the Yes. The 30 for 30s? Was, yes. Was it, or maybe it was Catholics convicts? Because I think Jimmy Johnson ran up the score on Notre Dame. I uh, think it was John. Do you remember that? It was, it was yes, like he had, a ga- he had a game where he let someone in the back door or something and lost. And he said, I'm just not doing that anymore. And, you know, I'm going to call good plays all the way till the whistle comes. And such is, such is how we play football now. So I love it. I'm, um, I'm fine I- with keeping your foot on the gas as long as nobody gets hurt. Yeah, same. Uh, and uh, yeah, just a superlative game plan from Matt LaFleur, super, superlatively ex- uh, executed by Jordan Love. You know what? The one thing uh, I was kind of disappointed about, uh, I took some Jordan Love uh, top passer for the playoffs broadly, thinking mm-hmm. he might actually have a chance just if they get to the NFC Championship game to be the guy. Uh, and like, how did he only have 270 something yards, man? <laughs> Like, didn't he feel like he was hitting home run after home run in that game? Like, he only passed the ball. They, they actually like, ran 20, quite a bit. He only passed the ball 21 times. Well, they didn't have very many plays because their plays were oh. such chunky. There were so many chunk plays. Um, but he only passed the ball 21 times. He had 272 yards, 13 uh, yards per – wait, is that yards per attempt or yards per completion? I don't know. But, um, I mean, uh, like, like, just flat-out awesome. By the uh, you know Packers in every phase, it was uh, something to see. Um, <clears throat> Packers defense held up 
a little bit well as well, but some of it was the turnovers, not just the defense playing well. They had some leaky moments, I thought. Um, ultimately, it was, a, oh, we got ourselves a safety dance. Yeah, I think that's a safety. We're stopping. Well, now we're in Scorgami territory, maybe. <laughs> now, we're, now we're in a weird spot. So, yeah, yeah. If, if we win, they're going to call, uh, you know, that was correctly a safety. Yeah. Intentional yeah, grounding in the end zone is a safety. But that looked like you were down. It was in the grass, but I don't know why they didn't blow a whistle. Um, all right. So yeah, the uh the um Packers defense still untrustworthy. Uh cer- certainly. Um, but uh they you know they they definitely you know came up with a couple key plays when they needed them. Uh no injuries to speak of outside of the one guy who got to, he had a couple Kingsley, of Kingsley and Kingsley and Barre. Yeah, yeah, Kingsley's that done one didn't look ACL. good. He, it's they, they worked out some pass rushers this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. it, it didn't seem great. Jair Alexander exited the game. One other linebacker missed a little bit of time. Um, but I, I think they're both kind of, yeah, we'll just wait and see for the week. I don't think I'm ruling out Jair Alexander at this point. I dig, I dig it. Um, all right, the uh, the 19, 9 to 18. What a wild score. Um, if you didn't know, if you weren't watching, nine field goals in this game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there have been a lot of field goals. Uh, I, I, don't, okay. so, I did read I did read an article about uh, Martin Luther King Day unders being a thing. I oh. didn't understand the stats, though. Like, they were treating field goal percentage and three-point percentage as different things. Field goals were worth three points. Yes, like, made that's... no sense. So I played all the unders. God, you did well. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, the uh, yeah, pack. We'll, we'll save some more thoughts on the Packers for handicapping yep. the Niners game, but very, uh, game. very excited for that one. Um, yeah. What uh, what happened, McVeigh? Um, <clears throat> the refs were not super cool in this one. The lions and, and the zebras combined yeah. forces to oust yeah. the Rams. Uh, they got safari. Their ass got safari. Lions and zebras. But yeah, they, it, it was kind of tough watching Stafford not get the call. It was tough watching, you know, some of the marginal calls not go our way. It was extra sad because I didn't take any three. I just took Rams straight up, so I didn't even didn't oh, even get the cash on no. the spread. I really didn't see them keeping it close. I'm like, either they win this game or. Or Detroit's just good. I didn't expect. So I've got two games now in uh, the Rams and the Steelers where I needed a, a touchdown at the end. Couldn't get it. Yep. Yep. Um, um, when the yeah, Rams I mean, were driving with that last drive where they kicked the field goal to go only down by one point, uh, yeah. I w- that drive felt like, oh, this is happening. And then mm-hmm. yeah, the red zone, over for 3 in the red zone. P freaking you. Um, no idea how this game stayed under. Uh, the Rams had 7.7 yards per play. That is elite. Uh, the Lions had 6.1. There was six, 800 yards of offense. No, 750 yards of offense in this one. This felt like it should have flown over. An absolute shocker that there were nine points in the second half of this one. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, Lions kind of taking their foot off the gas a little too early, you think? What, 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 what did you make of the Lions' second half? They just didn't have very many chances, I guess. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, that's fair. And I don't know, just kind of looking at the play-by-play here. Well, that's not great. 
Uh oh. Okay, just ran a long ways. Yeah, the Lions. If you don't, <clears throat> if you don't count the play at the or the the drive where they ran out the clock, they only had three drives in the second half. Besides that, and it was the lo- a long field goal drive, a four play punt, and then a, a three and out. The the Rams drives were long, six minute field goal, six and a half minute field goal, and then the uh you know the final weird punt there. God, yeah. How far did they get? That was the guy Trey Palmer you made fun of for not having a picture. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> breaking loose, Trey Palmer. <sighs> anyway, yeah, no the uh, the field goal drive uh, for the Lions ultimately was enough to get it done, which was their first possession in this third quarter, and then yeah, a four play punt, a three play punt, and then the seven plays that that took the last four minutes of game clock away. Um, people have kind of focused, I think, a little bit on the Rams bungling the timeout situation in the second half, but really like the I don't know. I didn't get the. Uh, I didn't get the. I mean, it's fourth and fourteen. Like, what are you gonna do? Uh, but like at that yeah. time, four minutes, fifteen seconds left in the game. I guess really it was the third and fourteenth play. Third and fourteen. I, I was play, gonna say I, right? the the plays leading up to that are the problem, not the kicking the field goal on that play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just in general, the the sequencing of your drives. I was blinded by homerism, so I couldn't even tell you if that holding call on third and four was correct or not, but it felt wrong. <laughs> and then they did not give the Rams a makeup call on the next play where Puka got uh, molested by Sutton. Um, I was also very angry at uh, uh, Joseph Kirby Joseph, the guy that killed uh, Tyler Higby. Um, and like, that's, TJ Atkinson, like, same the, guy. Yeah, I, I, I saw that replay, I think, 500 times on Twitter today. I, I don't need to see it anymore. You can stop showing it to me. I've seen it enough. Uh, bad, bad injury. Um, yeah, Rams are done. Bummer. Uh, the Lions moving on is still going to be a fun team to handicap the next couple weeks, I think. Um, and uh, in particular uh, against uh, the uh, the winner of this game, which looks likely to be the Buccaneers as they are I don't, at 25. I don't have the, maybe, maybe somebody's already got something, a script set up for this. <clears throat> I would struggle to find a game where the two quarterbacks were as efficient and effective as these two quarterbacks were that still stayed under the total. Hmm. Like that, my major takeaway was like both quarterbacks were very good the sure. whole game. For I yeah. mean, for the most part, it was it was really good quarterback play. We saw there wasn't like you know, like in some of the previous games, we mentioned the Flacco turnovers are so huge. The Dak turnovers, like there wasn't these big negative plays that that you know affected it. it. Was most of the impactful stuff was these quarterbacks were going back and forth and playing a really good game. And I think basically it came down to the red zone play calling, yep, the red zone execution, and then you know a little. I I don't want to cop out with the refs, but the refs, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to. Which, uh, I mean, what do you expect? It's a playoff game on the road. You're not going to get those calls. Yeah, I went to Scoregami, by the way, and there has never been an 18 to nine final score. Uh, but you're not oh. going to get that. Uh, the no, next it's... most likely Scoregami is 39 to nine. Uh, I guess, which is I don't know how we get to 39, but who knows? Um, all right, Ben. Um, any final thoughts on uh, McVeigh's lack of aggressiveness as a head coach when he has one of the most dynamic offenses in the game and a quarterback who's doing superhuman human stuff and Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, who were both awesome. Like what? Like what? what why? 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 Why go conservative in this in the uh, second half? There, you think? I wonder if he learns though. 
And <laughs> I think a major issue there is that he's won a Super Bowl. Sure. Like it, it's a lot harder for somebody to be really retrospective and you know introspective. You know, or just like self evaluation is a lot harder when you have that that ego built in. Where just by looking at that ring that's sitting in your dresser or whatever. Like the fact that you've done it makes it a lot harder to say like what I'm doing isn't the right way. Instead you go home at the end of the day and be like winning in the NFL is hard. You know, there's 31 teams that go home. Like you, you make excuses like that. Not I was bad in the red zone. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what we get from him in the coming years, because I don't know. I, I thought, you know, a lot of it fell in his lap. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the uh, Eagles may be trying to make a little comeback here. We'll see. Um, the general uh, thoughts on um, uh, Goff. Did you know he had that in him? We've seen it. I mean. That was his best playoff game by far. Though. Yeah. And it's not like the Rams defense was great, but I mean, it, it's not like he was playing, uh, you know, a real bunch of pushovers. So, no, that, that was, that was sure. kind of impressive. It's good receivers, though. And God, hat tip to Laporta. I didn't think you were going to play, man. You were kind of effective. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Um, all right. Well, we'll save some more thoughts for Goff till we handicap this week, I guess. Um, do, 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 final thoughts this on morning. Bills. I mean, a little bit of uh, self-inflicted wounds there, too. The, the early fumbles. One of them, they probably shouldn't have been, got to keep the ball. I didn't see it graze the helmet. I thought it was close. I guess they stuck with the, the call in the field. But, yeah, the, the Steelers, people were do- – I had to defend Mason Rudolph. I hated having to do that. But the Steelers were, you know, outgunned here. They were a seven seed for a reason. Um, that's how these things are – yeah, that's how these things are supposed to go. Yeah, probably seven. playing without their best player in T.J. Watt. Yeah, TJ Watt matters quite a bit. Uh, you know, the the two that kind of filled in on the other side opposite Highsmith aren't nearly as good as the TJ Watt. So that mattered a lot. But you know that you you can't yeah, I don't want to say perfect. You don't have to play a perfect game to beat the Bills. But it has to be a lot closer to perfect than what they put up there. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't fumble, you can't throw an end zone pick, you can't you, miss ten tackles on a Shakir touchdown. Yeah. You probably can't have any turnovers yeah at all to, to be to, to win a game as a 10 point dog yeah. I mean, even to cover yeah. you need to be a lot cleaner than that so the fact you can't, that they just you had, can't get by you can't get juked by josh allen doing a fake slide yeah the yeah the the the, the big place to shakir the big runs by allen which again hat tip to allen i don't want to be just negative on on pittsburgh here allen was very good with the ball in his hands running as a runner today um but like you, you have to do those things a lot better to stay close in the game like this. Tomlin, you know, did what he could, and I, again, I came to Mason Rudolph's defense a little bit because he wasn't that bad. He yeah. was making some throws. Um, the pass rush was good. The pass, you know, the the pass rush defense, whatever you want to call it, his pass pro was not at times like you know, hey, this is how you get to third down when a pass rusher's in his face and. I mean, that one ball was batted by, like, the guy's armpit. He was so close and high yeah. up in the air. You have yeah. to have better pass pro than that to, you know, sustain drive. So a lot of it came down to just Pittsburgh's not that good of a team compared to Buffalo. And I thought they could stay within double digits. They could have maybe at the end with that 
um, that last drive. Uh, he pulled a Dak and yeah. ran the ball in the middle of the field in no time, which sucked. But yeah, um, still, uh, I, was, I was proud of my squad. Yeah, they weren't that far apart in yards per play or total yards, um, which is not saying which is not covering Buffalo in glory. Um, the two turnovers were the difference. Took points off the board for Pittsburgh, put points on the board for Buffalo. Yeah, <clears throat> so that was it. Um, and uh, yeah, we mentioned all the other things. Uh, two quick notes about this game: one, uh, the Buffalo Bills punter pulling his hammy. And then uh, kind of maybe incidentally giving the Bills a little bit more incentive to just go for it on fourth and ones in the middle of the field uh, was interesting. Uh, the fans throwing snowballs at the um, Steelers during, and nobody really and, yeah, and nobody really kind of batting an eye at it was a little bit weird. Like, this, we're just going to let this happen, I guess. Okay. I mean, these guys have been sitting in snow for three hours. We'll just let them do what they want. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, we, are, we are better off having the Steelers out of this playoffs. Um, but boy, oh boy, do I wish they had gotten into the back door there. Um, higher scoring game than anyone would have guessed because of the uh, uh, the change in day that the day was contested and the weather being better. Um, yeah, it's know. almost like when when the <clears throat> kicker for the, the Browns got hurt. It's yeah. like, is this, is this is, it's the butterfly guy meme. Is this plus EV? <laughs> is a hurt is a hurt kicker good for us? Um, just yeah. re- recapping some injuries here, and I haven't. Oh, that's a long all. list. I haven't gotten these all in the notes yet. So, another linebacker, which is not a big, great. I mean, a big one too. The, yeah, this guy was kind of key to them he, turning around. He was good, especially through the middle and second part of the or second half of the season. There, uh, X-rays were negative, but ankle sprain so if it's a you know if it's one of those high ones that caused him to miss time that's obviously a huge problem Taron johnson the quarterback was a head injury eval so if he's i mean he was out for the game so if yep. that's a concussion if he's in protocol something to watch for because not only is it like oh he has to clear well it's monday and they play saturday like if he's in concussion no they protocol, play sunday they're the sunday night oh, so they are sunday yep it is sunday but yeah. It, it's still a it's still a shorter week. Shorter week for them, yeah. It, it's the other team that played Saturday, so they get the the two day net rest advantage. That's what it is. Yeah. But a mini widowmaker. Mini widowmaker. So short short week is not good if you're in the protocol. Uh, Allen Robinson is probably hurt. That doesn't that doesn't yeah. matter. The Steelers. Um, we'll scroll through some of the Steelers <laughs> ones. Oh God, I had I had a couple more here. Yeah, uh, Benford went out at one point. Uh, yep. Russell Douglas is probably, I suspect he's coming back. Taylor Rapp may Diggs, come back. Diggs seemed fine after his little shakeup, I thought. How about um, the offensive that, lineman? That was a little worrisome at times. Connor McGovern, um, did he come back in the game? I was Bale not. Bale Inspector was in and out. AJ Klein had to step in for him. Uh, Benford was questionable. I'm not sure if Benford came back in. I kind of want to look at that. Um, okay. That was so Benford. Benford did come back. They had Elam in for him, and then Elam immediately had the pass interference, and then okay. he had the intercept. I, I, I mean, he's a guy who plays. I got to rewatch that game before having any sincere yeah. takes on it. But uh, yeah, let's talk about. There were so many. Yeah, so many guys in and out. Ed Oliver was in and out. He went to the locker room. Yeah, it's there's a lot of catch up to be doing on that one. Okay. Any openers catch your eye? Or do you need to synthesize some injury stuff first? Let me one second pull this up. Opener. 
works. I'm typing this in the in the show notes. All right, NFL. I'm, I'm still looking at second half. So that's an issue. Let's look at my numbers. I haven't updated anything yet, so I'm just going to be looking at last week's numbers. Baltimore is off the bye, so they should get a little extra rest. Houston did play, you know, the early game, so they should get a little extra bonus, but they're going to be playing a road game here. I make that north of 10. You do? Probably. Really? Yeah. Not not a lot, but I'm on the other side of this one. I'm at at 7.4. And my total is forty-two for that one. So I was I'm, a little low. I think I was lower on Houston than you. I'm, I'm under, and I'm Texans in that. See, this is minute. this is where you said I'm not giving the Texans an upgrade. I kind of paused when you said that because I think I have to where I'm okay. at with uh, my market rating for Houston right now. Okay. So okay. I'm a little I'm a little higher on the on the Ravens. Actually, I'm probably with the market on the Ravens. I just. You know, I I need to kind of look at where my Houston number is right now. Okay, and my some of that is some of this, game, 25, yes. 17 Baltimore. Some of that is probably injury stuff. So I'm not going to be betting the Ravens based off that. I think that total is that total might be a little low too. We'll see what the weather looks like. I'm going to check all the weather stuff tomorrow. Green hmm. Bay, San Fran is sitting at ten and fifty. Oh. Honestly, I'm pretty fine with that too. San Francisco off a bye, Green Bay on a another road game for them, two in a row. Obviously, being a wild card like this, ten ten and a half is probably fair. It's crazy I mean, talk. That is crazy talk. Green Bay with plus of the points is going back to the well. A lot of what Baltimore did to succeed offensively against this Niners defense can be replicated by the. Pack a lot. The offensive line winning against Bosa and kind of giving love time to pick to look at this. intermediate part of the field. Like this is gonna be this is gonna like the weather is gonna be interesting factor because it could be a little bit wet and windy in San Francisco on Saturday, yeah. is what the models are calling for. Somebody like, somebody's calling that. Uh, somebody was calling that earlier in the day, and I wanted to go check because also worth checking. The weather in San Francisco is known as the weather at the Gene. Well, Santa Clara, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Check when you when you put the weather. Type in Santa Clara, not San Francisco. They're like an hour apart somehow. <laughs> um, I, I I I'm with you there. I, I think I'd lean more towards an over. Okay. I think uh, Green Green Bay is not stopping San Francisco defensively. Okay. So I think if you like Green Bay again, just like last week, you probably like an over. Dude, what, what's wrong with the Bucks special teams in these false starts, man? What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing, guys? Um, all right. <clears throat> uh, Kansas I think, City. Uh, I think if this was a neutral weather game, I would like the over. Uh, but I think just yeah, worth counting watching on Green Bay. Weather. Counting on Green Two Bay places now. One of them is in California, and we have to look at the weather. But Baltimore will check the weather. Um, basically, everywhere but Detroit. We're going to have to kind of look at what the weather's going to be. We have three. Three spots where there can be some issues there. What is the third one? Kansas City at Buffalo. Buffalo, obviously, we just talked about this at home, getting to host, but the you know the two day net rest disadvantage in this spot. So not great, not great for them. Plus the injuries. I don't know what what would you. 
what kind of i mean don't make it in win percentage probability like make it easy make it a point total how much do you take away from home field you know when you're adding in this sort of rest disadvantage this late in the season because i think it matters more later in the season definitely it's probably worth a point absolutely yeah so I if, if i do that and i make because i'm trying to make that adjustment now i'm i'm, I'm under the three yeah, without the rest disadvantage, three is fine by me. But I think with it and with the injuries that Buffalo sustained, I, I got to update. My Buffalo Kansas City number is not going to be final until what, Friday or Saturday, <laughs> like until yeah. we know who's really going to be there for the defense. But um, the way the Kansas City defense plays, they can they can stop that Buffalo offense right now. So that I have projected as the lowest total on the of the week, and the fact that it's forty five and a half. 46, 46 and a half under. That's probably gonna be my favorite total. That two pretty good defenses will all be at one very hurt, and then two offenses that have higher reputation in the minds of the betting public and the marketplace in general than are warranted right now. Is that fair? Yeah, although you're kind of talking two sides of your mouth on Kansas City because you just said they should have scored 40 against Miami. Well, that was Miami de- defense was the worst unit in the playoffs. Maybe uh, a hair better than Philly. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd honestly, I think I uh, maybe without, you know, all those pass rushers, like the cluster injury at pass rush was pretty rough. Otherwise, yeah. they're kind of middle of the pack. But yeah, that that iteration of the Miami defense was not was not great. Okay, what do you expect uh, Bucks uh, spread in Detroit? So, and I, I will say too. So, my without adjusting for injuries or doing anything, my line was Buffalo minus three point six. I'm taking a point away for the rest advantage. I'll make it two point six. So, I'm at uh, a little lean towards Kansas City there. I tend to agree with you somewhat on the total, but I think I'd be more of a, a live better in that or a second half under as we love a good second half under with Kansas City involved. If it's Philly-Detroit, which is looking less and less likely, I make Detroit roughly a three-point favorite. Um, I guess a little more than that. That that would be another rough spot, too. Philly did end the season on the road. That would be a third straight road game for them, traveling all over God's creation, traveling road show. If uh, I'm a little... Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much on market, I guess, with the difference between Philly and Tampa. If it is, if it is Detroit, Tampa, I'm gonna make it like a six. Do you remember approximately one million years ago when uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted the Detroit Lions and lost twenty to six? Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I know uh, that there was another one too because this was that market that was Lions minus three, forty three and a half. It went under the. Tampa, Tampa yeah. was pretty bad in that game. May, Mayfield right, so was pretty bad in that game. I, I bumped. I bumped that was the one. Was that the game where Mayfield was just overthrowing guys all damn game long? I bumped I uh, Detroit's home field up a little, just based <clears> on you know how they pack it in there for it's a dome in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and those, those fans I, are activated, man. Yeah, and I and you know I'm going to take a little bit away from Philly for being road 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 if they do end up coming back but tampa same kind of thing i take away a little for the for the travel spot but on the on on a short week coming off a monday game like this but i'm at 6.3 then for detroit as a favorite right now 
Yeah, I think it's going to be an opportunity to lay it with Detroit this week against Tampa, my guess. I would think if you open a six, it probably gets bet up. Uh, somebody says there's a five on bet online right now. Hmm. I would I would bet that. I might go bet that. Okay. I, I'm not enamored with the Lions. I They have a lot of issues. Neither team you know, set themselves apart defensively, obviously, last week. But right now they're they're a much better team than, you know, uh, the Buccaneers. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, Again, at home. Let's wrap wrap Rooney here. I got a lot of work to do, a lot of game to watch. Um, Which is the first game you're going to rewatch? I think mine's Packers. Packers I got to watch Bill's Steelers because I missed a bunch of it. Um, Oh, And then, yeah, then definitely Packers. And then I'm going to go back and watch Bucks Lions probably <laughs> from week five. Uh, definitely want to rewatch Chiefs Bills. That was the weird game, weird, one of the weirder outcomes of the season because the Bills oh. were so dominant in the first half and held on thanks to the, remember the uh, Kadarius Tony offside call? Yeah. That happened. I'm sure that'll be brought up this week. Looking the Chiefs, that. And the, Chiefs the Bills had some weird endings this year. I, 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 uh, I don't really care. But I kind of care. The two two storylines I'm least looking forward to reliving this week is the Bills blowing the 13 second uh, game. And you were mean that night. (laughs) Not looking forward to reliving that, and not looking forward to reliving the Kadarius Tony offside discourse. Those two storylines are irrelevant for this game. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, 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 Uh, maybe they just make Tony a healthy scratch again. I know it was not a healthy scratch. Let's just let's make him a healthy scratch and just not even play him so we don't have to listen to that. So, all right, good stuff. Yeah, we'll call it a night. I'll get this up as a podcast here soon, probably tonight before I go home. Um, Terrific. If you joined us in the YouTube, appreciate you guys. Some really good comments. I appreciate the commentary, the questions, the thoughts, the ideas the disagreements even. And uh, if you do me a favor, hit the thumbs up on the way out. If you're listening in podcast form, happy Tuesday. Enjoy this week. It's a little shorter for you, hopefully. And uh, we'll see you come divisional round. We'll be back Wednesday. Dude, this is hilarious, man. Uh, all of these Georgia guys. Well, well, we'll talk about the Eagles, I guess, later. Let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, Evans pushed off so hard there. Oh, I know it. This doesn't matter. The refs have lost control. Lost. Launch. North Dakota State.